Good morning, City Base family and friends. It's a privilege to be able to bring God's Word to you once again this morning. I trust that what I share will be a blessing to you and that it will cause your relationship with Jesus to be strengthened. There's a guy by the name of Phil Whitman and he sings a song called The Battle Belongs. And I'd like to read the words of that song to you in light of all that our nation has been through this week. We need to know that the battle is the Lord's and it's time to tell our minds to line up with God's word and to declare the victory over our nation in Jesus' name. Our nation needs our prayers so that we can rebuild this nation stronger and better than before. Ask God to soften the hearts of the people so that they will be willing to hear the word of the Lord and make the changes necessary to line up with the word of the Lord. Ask God to give you as well as the leaders of this nation his plan on how to restore, rebuild and to bring back to life that which was destroyed. This week the Holy Spirit has been challenging me on what I've been speaking into the atmosphere, the words that are coming out of my mouth. And I must confess that they haven't been the greatest words. They've been words of death, destruction, revenge. And if we speak them out, we are giving them authority over our nation. And so as I was saying, I felt the Holy Spirit convicting me in this area of what I was saying. He said that I need to change the confession of what comes out of my mouth. And instead of speaking death, to speak life. And in so doing, our nation will come through this and there will be new life. Can I challenge you to do the same? Change the confession of what is coming out of your mouth. Speak life over South Africa. There's been too many words of death spoken over this nation. Speak life and we will see God's love in this nation of ours. Even in the midst of all of this darkness and the madness, there have been some incredible testimonies that have come out. Um, just people working together, community standing with each other, people being generous and putting together food parcels to send to other areas in our nation where they are in need, people coming together to pray. And if we will stand together and speak life over South Africa, we will see this new life taking place. And we will see Jesus Christ being lifted up in this nation of ours. Isaiah 43 verse 19, a very well-known scripture. It says, for I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. God has a way of taking something that looks impossible and turning it around and using it for his glory, for the building up of his kingdom. We need these rivers of life to flow through South Africa so that what was destroyed, what has become dry and barren, will now produce God's life in abundance. So let me read the words of the song to you. When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. When all I see is the mountain, you see a mountain moved. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. There is nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees, with my hands lifted high. O oh God, the battle belongs to you. 
and every fear I'll lay at your feet. I'll sing through the night, O oh God, the battle belongs to you. And if you are for me, who can be against me? For Jesus, there is nothing impossible for you. When all I see are ashes, you are the beauty. Thank you, God. When all I see is a cross, God, you see the empty tomb. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet. Church, do not let the enemy bind you up in fear. Take every matter to the Lord and lay it at his feet. And can I ask you to leave it there? Don't pick it up again when you leave. And so this morning I want to continue where I left off last week. Just learning lessons from Nehemiah's um, rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem. And there are many lessons that we can learn from him in what is going on in our own country and take those lessons and apply it in our lives and we will come out stronger than before. Can I say, put your trust in God who is more than able. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says to us, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. See, Jesus is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. And we might think that this country is going to ruin. But Jesus has a plan for South Africa. He always has and if we will get down on our knees and pray, we will see this plan in fulfillment. I like the way that the, the Passion Translation puts the scripture. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. And so as we look at the story of Nehemiah this morning, let's learn lessons of putting our faith and our trust in our God, who is able. So if you've got your Bible with you, won't you turn to Nehemiah chapter 6, and uh, we'll start reading there in a few minutes. But up until this point in the story, Nehemiah had been successful in defending the city of Jerusalem from the threats and the attacks that were coming at them, from within the city and from without the city. In chapter 5, we see the people crying out. They were hungry. Um, they had to mortgage their fields, their vineyards and their homes to be able to buy grain. Others were saying that they had to borrow money to pay the king's tax, the king's taxes. Sorry, others still were having to sell their children into slavery to be able to pay what they owed. Things seemed desperate and out of control. Maybe just like what we are experiencing in our country. The enemy did not want the walls of Jerusalem to rebuild, to be rebuilt. He wanted them to remain in ruin, 
so that the people would continue to be vulnerable and be an easy target. And I'm sure that while the walls were being rebuilt, the Israelites heard all about the threats that Tobiah, Geshem, and Sanballat had made. And they must have been fearful and said to themselves, well, let's stop rebuilding so that we will not be attacked. The enemy was wanting them to live in fear, despair, and in confusion. When God was wanting them to live in the promises that he had spoken over them. We've been praying for South Africa for such a long time, believing for a change to take place in our, hand, in our land. We've been believing for revival, and what has happened is it seems like things have got all the more worse. Nehemiah must have gone through the same battle in his mind. Lord, you told me to rebuild the city, and now look at what is going on. The enemy is threatening us. I have death threats coming my way. The people are in need and they are complaining. What is happening? You're supposed to be on our side and be there for us. Lord, it feels like you've abandoned us. You might be feeling a bit like that this morning. But in all that happened, we see Nehemiah does not lose faith. He does not lose hope. He does not become fearful or throw in the towel, crawl up into a little ball and cry, woe is me. What he does do is he goes before the Lord each time to hear from him and to hand the situation over to him. He does not try to do it in his own strength, but in the strength of the Lord. And after all, if the Lord has given it to him to do, he would be there to make sure that it happened. And if the Lord has said that something is going to happen in our country, church, we need to start believing that those things are going to happen and they will come to pass in our land. We will see this nation of ours rise up. We will see it become strong. We will see this nation fall in love with Jesus. Under Nehemiah's leadership, each time things started to go wrong, he brings the people back to what they need to focus on. And we see as he brings them back, they continue to do the work that was started. As we know, the enemy has many tricks and weapons in his arsenal. And we have to be on our guard all the time and not get rushed into things. Take your plans before the Lord and ask him for advice on what you should do. So often we just want to rush into things without going before the Lord and asking him, is it all right to do this? May I suggest you take your plans before the Lord. And if they don't fit into his plan, then stop doing them. So let's have a look. Nehemiah chapter 6. And we're going to read from verse 1. When the, Lord, when the word came to Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I'd rebuilt the wall, and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I'd not... Uh, set the doors in their gates. Sanballat and Geshem sent me this message. Come let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message. And each time I gave them the same answer. 
Then the fifth time Sanballat sent his aid to me with the same message, and in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says it is true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become the king, and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judea, in Judah, sorry. Now this report will get back to the king. So come, let's meet together. So I sent him this reply. Nothing like what you are saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your, out of your head. They were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get weak for the work and it will not be completed. But I prayed, now strengthen my hands. The completion of the wall of Jerusalem was a blow to the enemy, but it was a triumphal leap forward for God's people. When you take a stand for God and are determined to do something for the Lord, you will face opposition from the devil and his demons, from friends and family, and on your finances, on your health. The enemy will come at you from all sides to try and prevent you from carrying out the work of the Lord. That is why it's important to know of the Word of God, the authority that you as a child of God carry, and it's important to have a relationship with Jesus so that you can take these matters before Him, that you will not be tricked into falling into the devil's deceiving tactics. Can I say as a Christian and as a leader, you will be challenged in your walk with the Lord. When you decide to live for Him, you will be in a great battle from start to finish. You will be tempted to replace the Lord's priorities with worldly priorities. They may seem good and right, but they are there to distract you from what you should be doing, the way you should be living. And we can't let this happen. Our focus needs to remain on the task that Jesus has given us to do. You may be thinking to yourself, well, then if I'm going to be in this constant battle, is it all worth it then? Can I say to you, absolutely, yes, it is worth it. Philippians 3 verse 14 says to us, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You see, we have a goal. We have a place that we are going to and we are fighting for that. And we are running this race to achieve this goal that Jesus has set before us. I want to add something here, though. When we fall or turn away from the Lord and we backslide, it's hard to come back and to start hearing from the Lord again. So can I encourage you to stay on course? Don't be deceived or allow yourself to become cold towards Jesus. Because it's hard to come back again. Rather not turn away from Jesus for the pleasures of sin. Surrender your will to Jesus and abide in Christ at all times. A coal that has started to die, that has been taken out of the fire, to get that coal to reignite again takes a lot of hard work. And it's the same when we have become cold towards the Lord. 
It takes a lot of hard work to be able to get back on fire again. So can I say, stay in the fire and stay on fire. Amen. So getting back to that scripture that we are reading, getting going back to Nehemiah 6 verse 1. Now when it was reported to Sanballat, Tobiah, and to Geshem, the Arab, and to the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall, and that no breach remained in it, although at that time I had not set up the doors in the gates. Then Sanballat and Geshem sent a message to me, saying, Come, let us meet together at Chephrim um, in the plain of Ono. But they were planning to harm me. So I sent messages to them saying, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? They sent messages to me four times in this manner and I answered them in the same way. With the wall finished, Israelites' enemies are starting to become worried and they are running out of options. The walls are up. But the city's gates still need to be put in place. So the enemy enters the city through the gates. And he has a last chance plan to try and get rid of Nehemiah. We see Sanballat, Tobiah and Geshem send a message to Nehemiah by the way of a messenger asking for a meeting. They ask Nehemiah to travel to a place called Ono. And from looking at it, Ono is a long way away from Jerusalem, and it is a place of lawlessness. And Nehemiah knows that this is a trap, and so he refuses to go. And if Nehemiah, if Nehemiah did go, and he was killed, there would be no one to lead the people, and the work that was started would cease, and Jerusalem would go back into being a state of ruin. And the enemy knew that Nehemiah was the key to the people's success. And that's why they wanted to remove him. They wanted to kill him. In Mark 14 verse 27 it says, You will all fall away, Jesus told them, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And I know that the scripture is talking about Jesus, but the same principle is true in churches. If the leader is taken out, there is a great confusion the people scatter and the work that was started falls apart. The devil knows this truth. And that is why he's working so hard to get rid of Nehemiah. And that is why he works so hard to destroy church leaders. The more effective the leaders are in carrying out God's commands, the more fierce the attack is from the enemy. If the strongest defender falls then you won't even have to fight the weak points. So can I encourage you to pray for your leaders, that they will be wise in the decisions that they make, so that they do not fall or get taken out. They need your prayers to continue to stand strong. From this chapter, we see some of the ways that the enemy used to tempt Nehemiah. And can I say that he will use those same tactics on you? The first thing that we see is that the enemy tries to distract Nehemiah into letting down his God by making him deal with the enemy. Sorry, by making a deal with the enemy. And they try four times, hoping that he would become tired and that he would eventually give in to their request. Just because you find yourself being tempted over and over again in the same area 
It does not mean that you must give in to that temptation. Continue building your spiritual walls of protection and then finish them by hanging the gates in place so that the enemy cannot get in any longer. There have been many godly leaders and mighty men and women of faith who have given in to the enemy and are no longer in ministry or even still in the church. They have become deceived into chasing worldly pleasures. Fame, money, sex have become and with that, they've become spiritually dead to the things of God. We have a dog named Anna, and she loves chasing the reflection of shiny things. She'll run up and down the yard following the shiny reflection of your cell phone screen that is shining in the sun. And this brings her great pleasure. And the enemy does the same to us. He hangs something shiny in front of us, and we spend all our time chasing it. And can I say that we will never catch it? And no matter how hard we try, when we look again, what will have happened is that we'll find that we have wasted our lives chasing this pleasure that the enemy has hung before us instead of chasing hard after the things of Jesus. So stay on God. Don't let this happen to you. Don't chase after the things of the world. They may look all shiny and wonderful, but they lead down the road to death and destruction. If you have fallen, and you have fallen into the trap of the enemy, can I say be quick to repent. Turn back to following Christ. Have the heart of David, who after sinning with Bathsheba was quick to repent. And we see this in Psalm 51 verse 10 to 12. He says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. It is in my and your best interest that we pray for our leaders and for each other so that we remain standing strong. The second thing that the enemy used here was dishonoring and discrediting leaders. We pick this up in Nehemiah 6 verse 5. Then the fifth time Sambalat sent his aid to me with the same message, and in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says it's true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king. So come, let us meet together. Once again, Sanballat uses a letter to try and prevent Nehemiah from accomplishing what he had set out to do. He sends an open letter, and in those days when you didn't want anyone else to read your letter, you would seal it with a wax seal and put, a, put your stamp on it. But this letter was not sealed. Sanballat wanted everyone to know what he had written. Kind of like putting it all out there on Facebook for everyone to see. Sanballat's purpose is to discredit Nehemiah as a leader before the people. 
In this letter, Sandblad wants to call into question Nehemiah's motives and purpose for assuming leadership over the city rebuilding. He says it's been reported that you want to set yourself up as king and that you are planning um, to rebel against the Persian king. He also said that Nehemiah had appointed prophets to proclaim this to the people. And he finally says that this will get back to the king of Persia and this will cause big trouble. So let's discuss this matter to avoid this king attacking you. He was trying to bring fear into the hearts of the people. And he is putting the blame of this fear on Nehemiah. And he goes as far as to say that others say that this is true. But we know from scripture that all of this was actually a lie. And the devil uses these tactics to discredit men and women of God, trying to get the people that they lead to turn away and slander them, lie about them, say things that are not true about them. And this is what gossip tends to do. No matter how many people repeat a lie, it remains a lie. Because many people repeat the lie, the more likely people will be to tend to believe that lie, making it all the more dangerous. Don't contribute to gossip, and in so doing, give truth to the lie. And this is why Paul commands us that we not, not accept an accusation against our leaders without independent confirmation of the accusation. In 1 Timothy 5 verse 19, do not receive an accusation against an elder except on the basis of two or three witnesses. Then thirdly, the enemy attacks the reason for what the leader is doing. In Nehemiah's case, he says, what, um, sorry, in Nehemiah's case, he says, you are rebuilding Jerusalem because you want to make yourself the king. He takes the good that Nehemiah is doing, or the good that the leader is doing, and he tries to turn it into something that is way off of the truth. He falls in details, assumes motives, and creates a story to fit his own view of the fact that is totally untrue. In other words, he tells a whole lot of half-truths, and the people eventually start thinking it is the truth. Nehemiah, if you read the story, had no intention of becoming the king. He had actually given the king of Persia a date when he would return so that he would once again be serving him. This illustrates the danger of interpreting a leader's motives of heart based on someone else's interpretation of their action. If the people of Israel agreed with Sanballat's assessment, they would have been rejecting their leader without cause, and they would have believed the lie that was being told to them. This is what they wanted to happen, and that is why they sent this open letter. Don't get caught up in these kind of things. Pray that the truth will prevail, that the truth will come out. Lift up your leaders in prayer so that they will not fall. Pray that they will remain strong in their walk with the Lord so that the church will remain on course and will remain strong. 
It is to your benefit that we remain on the course that the Lord Jesus has set us on. Can I also encourage you to pray for the leaders of this land? What they are facing is not an easy task. Yes, and I know a lot of the blame is on them. But let's ask God to give them wisdom to turn this situation around in our country. And church, let's start believing that God is wanting to give us those promises that have been spoken over this country and house. This battle is a spiritual battle. And we need to face it head on. We need to take up that authority that Jesus has given us. And let's stand in the gap for our country. Let's pray for this country of ours. Let's, de let's declare wealth, spiritual health, new life over this country of ours. Let's not listen to the lie that the enemy is trying to sell us. Let's not listen to those tactics of fear that he's trying to bring across our path. Put your faith and your trust in Jesus. And can I say, we will see this nation turn around. We will see this nation rising up to become what God has ordained it to be. Can we pray together? Father, in all that we have been through this last week, the enemy's tactics have been to bring fear, death, and destruction. Father, but I thank you that according to your word, you have come that we might have life and have life in abundance. And that's what you want for this country of ours. And so, Father, I pray for us as your people that where we have allowed fear to come in, that, Father, we'll take a stand against that fear. Where we have allowed ourselves to speak words of death and destruction, that, Father, we will turn it around, that we will start speaking words of life over this country of ours. And where we have criticized our leaders, where we have spoken against them, that, Father, we will start praying for them, interceding for them, asking that you give them wisdom on how to rebuild this nation of ours into a nation that will follow hard after you. Lord, I pray that you continue to protect our people. There are so many that are in need at the moment, so many that are going through such difficult times, facing such hardships. I pray that they will continue to stand in faith, that they will not grow weary in trusting and putting their faith in you and believing in you. Father, those that are in need of healing, we thank you that according to your word, they are healed in Jesus' name. And we are standing on that and we are believing in it. And we thank you for all those that you have already touched and healed. And we know that you will continue to do this. As the prayer requests come in, we thank you that you will continue to heal these people. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Amen. God bless you. And have a wonderful week. Amen.